Chapter 34 of Tracked by a Tattoo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tracked by a Tattoo by Fergus Hume. Chapter 34 The Same. The Evidence of Theophilus Binjoy. I am a medical man, and in my early manhood I practiced in the village of Dammington. I was present at the birth of Edward Fielding and of Gregory Fellinger. I know about the mark on the arm of the real heir. Madeline changed the two children, and I said nothing as she promised to marry me. I was madly in love with her. She left the village and deceived me. Afterwards I held my tongue lest I should get into trouble. Also, I hoped when the false Sir Gregory grew up to have a hold on him. I was prevented from doing this by Madeline, whom I discovered in Tooley's Alley under the name of Mrs. Boazoff. She threatened to reveal the name of the true heir if I meddled with her son. I therefore did nothing. I saw the poison needle which Lewis had made ready for an experiment. It was in a cabinet in the laboratory. Young Vaud came to Taxton-on-Thames nearly crazed with the death of Emma Colmer, whom he had courted as Emma Calvert. She had been driven to her death by her husband, the false Sir Gregory, and had killed herself in Paris. Vaud asked me about poisons. He said nothing to me about killing Sir Gregory, or I should have dissuaded him from doing so wicked and rash an action. I swear I did not wish the death of the young man. What I said to him in the laboratory was purely without ulterior motives. I admit I showed him the poison needle. I was interested in the experiment, and, being full of it, I spoke of our intention of trying the poison on the dog. When Vaud left the laboratory I did not miss the needle. I did not miss it until Lewis spoke to me about it. As Turner had lately been in the laboratory, and we had been speaking about the experiment, I thought he had taken the needle. It never struck me that Vaud had benefited from my explanation, and had stolen the needle to kill Gregory. With Lewis I went up to town on the twenty-first of June to see Turner, and ask him for the needle. I had no motive in taking Lewis to Turner's. If Turner attempted to blackmail Lewis I knew nothing about it. I repelled with scorn the insinuation that I purposely inveigled Lewis to Great Auk Street to entangle him in the crime, and so blackmail him. I never heard of the murder until I went to the Red Star, according to my usual custom of an evening. Madeline asked me if I had seen Vaud, who was disguised as a negro. I said I had not. We went into the room, and found the body of Sir Gregory. He was disguised as a working-man. Vaud had disappeared. I ordered the body to be taken upstairs and made an examination. I then saw that Gregory had been killed by being inoculated with the poison which Lewis and I had discovered. I recognized the cross of St. Catherine, half tattooed on the arm, and I guessed from that how Vaud had induced Gregory to let himself be pricked with the poison needle. I showed the mark to Fanks when he came upstairs, but before doing so I obliterated it with the cut of a knife. I did this because I thought I might be inculpated with the crime. I remember advising Hersham, who I did not know was the real heir, to disguise himself as a negro as to gain realistic descriptions of street music. 
I did not do so with any wrongful intention of connecting him with the murder. Madeline had told me how Vaud was dressed as my negro servant. I saw that the death had been brought about by the poison needle stolen from our laboratory by Vaud, and with these two things in my head I recognized my danger at once. I gave my feigned name to Fanks. I suggested that the crime was the work of a secret society. Then I went back to Turner, and I was aware that I was being watched and could not return to Taxton-on-Thames without being discovered. I consulted Turner. He advised the voyage to Bombay, and said I ought to send Caesar in my place in order to get rid of him, since the murder of Gregory had been disguised in his livery, and also that Caesar could send letters, already written by me, from India, in order to keep up the deception and baffle the police. I adopted the idea, and, assisted by Dr. Turner, I carried it out with great success. I had an interview with Fanks in the character of Dr. Renshaw, and I told him that I was going to Bombay. I then took a passage to India on the P&O steamer Oceana, and wired to Caesar to meet me at Plymouth. Thither I went and gave the letters, purporting to be written by myself from Bombay, to Caesar and sent him off in my place. Afterwards I took off my disguise and went back to Mere Hall. I had no idea that I had been followed by Mr. Fanks, and thinking that I had destroyed all links with the crime in Tooley's Alley, likely to endanger Lewis and myself, I advised him to offer a reward so as to still further avert suspicion. This he did, and I thought all was well, till Madeline came from Mere Hall to warn me against Fanks, and to threaten to put the real Gregory in the place of Lewis. I stopped her doing this and defied Fanks. How he overreached me, how I was betrayed by Lewis, has been told by others. I can swear with a clear conscience that I acted throughout in the interests of Lewis, who has treated me with the basest ingratitude. I have no more to say, save to express my pleasure that Mr. Hersham has recovered his real name in the world. I hope he will remember that it was indirectly through me that he was reinstated in his estates, by my confirming the statements of Madeline and that of the late Sir Francis, his father. I think that he should reward me. In this hope I take my leave. Signed, Theophilus Binjoy. THE EVIDENCE OF ANN COMER I am the daughter of Mrs. Comer of Taxton-on-Thames, the sister of Emma Comer who died in Paris under the name of Emma Calvert, and the niece of Madeline Gary, better known as Mrs. Boazoff. I saw the letter, or rather the envelope, which she directed for my mother, to get back the photograph of my sister from Sir Gregory. It was taken out of our house by Herbert Vaud, and I believe he sent it to Sir Gregory with a cardboard star, making the appointment in Tooley's Alley. I had no idea that Vaud contemplated revenging the death of my sister on Gregory. I knew that he hated him, and that he would do him harm if he could, but I did not know that he would go so far as murder. I wired to Ted Hersham on the twenty-first, as my mother told me that she suspected that Vaud had taken the envelope, and that he contemplated harm to Sir Gregory. I wanted Ted to get back the envelope. Afterwards I thought that I would see my aunt in Tooley's Alley, as I knew that she had great influence with Vaud. I sent the telegram, and immediately, without returning to the house, I went up to town. I was detained by the train breaking down, and I did not arrive in town till nearly seven o'clock. I went to the Red Star, where I saw Mr. Fanks, 
and then heard of the crime. I fancied that Vaud might have committed it, but I was not sure. I was afraid lest my mother should be implicated in it, as she informed me that she had told Vaud about the substitution of the false Sir Gregory and about the tattooed cross. This story had been related to her by Mrs. Boazoff when we learned that Sir Gregory had caused the death of his wife, my sister. I determined to recover the envelope, in case my aunt should get into trouble, and to obtain the photograph lest the police should trace the connection of the so-called Emma Calvert with myself and my mother. I went up to the chambers in Half Moon Street. There I saw Mr. Fanks, and I recognized him as a detective. I had seen him and heard his name when I had been at the Red Star, shortly after the committal of the crime. I was afraid we would all get into trouble, therefore I took advantage of Robert's faint to leave the room. I got into a cab and told the man that I was being followed by a gentleman. He assisted me to escape by dropping me in Piccadilly, and afterwards, as I learned, he misled Mr. Fanks who followed me. I know nothing about the poison needle, or how the crime was accomplished. I heard afterwards about the tattooed cross from my mother. It was with no intention of getting Ted into trouble that I told him to assume the dress of Caesar. When the detective suspected it, I advised him to make a clean breast of it, which he afterwards did. I did not tell Mr. Fanks what I knew, as I was afraid of getting my mother and aunt into difficulties. All this is true, I swear, and I know no more about the matter. Signed, Anne Comer. THE EVIDENCE OF DR. TURNER I did not take the poison needle. I knew nothing of such an instrument. Lewis and Binjoy came up to me on the twenty-first to ask me about it. I denied having it, but Lewis did not believe me. When I was called in by Mrs. Boazoff, he would not let me go out of the room. Binjoy went under the name of Renshaw. He used that name and a disguise in order to enjoy himself in London. After he left, Lewis, finding that I had not the needle, returned to Taxton-on-Thames. Binjoy came back. He told me that Gregory Fellinger was dead, and that he was being watched. I saw his danger, and advised him to keep up his fictitious character so as to deceive the police. I suggested the voyage to India. I helped to carry out the plan. He got away to Mere Hall safely, as we thought. When Fanks asked me questions, I did my best to baffle him for the sake of Binjoy. I had no other motive. I was ignorant of the tattooed cross of the changing of the children. I saw Sir Lewis when he succeeded to the estates by the death of his cousin. I did not blackmail him. The sum of money he gave me was a reward for my helping Binjoy to escape. I know nothing of the murder save what I read in the newspaper. I consider that I have been ungratefully treated by Mr. Lewis Fellinger and most insolently by the man who calls himself Fanks. I have nothing more to add. Signed. Walter Turner The Confession of Herbert Vaud I killed Gregory Fellinger. I am glad that I killed him. When I found out in Paris how he had deceived and slain the woman I loved, I determined to make him pay for his wickedness. An eye for an eye, that is scripture. I wished to kill Gregory without harm to myself, and an opportunity soon occurred. 
I was at Mrs. Comer's, at Taxton-on-Thames, commiserating with her on the death of her daughter and my affianced wife. I did not tell her I wished to kill the scoundrel. I told nobody. She related to me the history of the changing of the children, which had been told to her by her sister, Mrs. Bryant, whom I knew as Mrs. Boazoff. She wanted to avenge the death of her daughter on Gregory by depriving him of his title and estates. Also, she gave me the address of Gregory, written on an envelope by Mrs. Boazoff, and asked me to call upon him for the double purpose of telling him what he really was, and also to get the photograph which had been seen and written upon by Mrs. Boazoff in Gregory's chambers. I took the envelope, but at the time I did not design the murder. I wanted to kill Gregory, but I could not see how to do it with safety to myself. I afterwards went to Mrs. Boazoff, and learned from her that she had told her son about the tattooing, and the falseness of his position. She implored me not to see him about his relationship to her. I agreed, for I wished to kill him and make him suffer. The taking away of his property was not good enough in my eyes to punish him for his wickedness. Afterwards I went to Taxton-on-Thames to see Binjoy. I knew that he was a chemist, and I desired to ask him about a poison to kill Gregory. He told me about the poison needle and showed it to me. Whether he did so in order to put the idea into my head, I do not know. I did not tell him that I intended to kill Gregory. So far he is guiltless, but he certainly showed me the way, innocently perhaps, to kill Gregory. When I came back from Taxon-on-Thames, I had the poison needle in my possession, and saw how to carry out my plan. I remembered the tattooed cross on the arm of the rightful heir, and I resolved to make use of that to induce Gregory to let me tattoo his arm with the poison needle. I placed the advertisement in a paper, which I knew he took in. I saw his answer, and I then sent him the cardboard star appointing the meeting-place in Tooley's Alley. I imitated the writing on the envelope when designing a star, so that, if necessary, the blame might rest on Mrs. Boazoff, his mother. For the same reason, I chose the red star as the meeting-place. To make things doubly sure, I made use of Hersham's masquerade as a negro, and I adopted his disguise to implicate him. Moreover, I thought that, failing Hersham, I might be able to throw the blame on Binjoy and his negro servant. In every way I thought that I was safe. I went to the Red Star on the twenty-first. I met Mrs. Boazoff and made an excuse to her for my disguise, which she penetrated, that I was about to play a trick on Binjoy. She thought that I was mad, and I let her remain in that delusion. But I here state that I am quite sane, that I killed Gregory with the greatest deliberation, and that I do not regret what I have done. I went into the room. I met Gregory. He took me for the negro of Dr. Binjoy, whom he had never seen. The lights were low, and I said little. Also I disguised my voice. Gregory was a remarkably stupid creature, else I should never have succeeded in my plan. Also, he was rather drunk. I counted on his density in coming into his presence. At all events, he did not know me. And when I told him that the rightful heir must have the cross pricked on his arm, a fact which I said I had heard from Binjoy, he let me tattoo it in his arm. I did so with the poison needle, and in a short space of time he became insensible. Afterwards he died. 
Then I pulled down his sleeve and left the hotel. The gunpowder scattered on the table was used by me as a device to make Gregory think that I was really tattooing him. Afterwards I left a parcel containing the poison needle at his chambers, to rid myself of all evidence of the crime. Well, I killed him and went away. No one else is guilty of the crime but me. I conceived it without assistance. I alone committed the crime in Tully's alley and killed Gregory Fellinger, or rather, Edward Fielding, the son of Madeline Gary and Sir Francis. I am not sorry. I glory in having punished a villain. I am sorry that I was found out, but I was not surprised when Mrs. Boazoff betrayed me. I wondered that she did not do so long ago. When this is read, I shall be dead. Signed, Herbert Vaud End of chapter 34